0: they're going on and on and on and on and on and i'm just talking about things that can be emailable i'm saying if it's emailable email it so we cannot read it so when we get her
1: we ain't got to talk about about it come on you're talking about all the emailable stuff that we try to miss purpose
2: And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm doing aka the WAP House Janitor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, honey, you got a job on your
2: hands. <laughs> <laughs> I just throw away the sheets. I ain't even about to <laughs> I
0: watched so, that but... little <laughs> that little video of them showing um, Normani doing her dance in front of the green screen. Mm-hmm. I watched it like 50 times.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I just love her so much. I watched the actual video. I don't know how many times. I couldn't stop watching it. Yeah. And I, I was... it was like I told you. Like, I wasn't really. I mean, I didn't dislike the song, but I just wasn't feeling it. But I knew the video was going to make me love it. So now I can't stop listening to it like I can't stop
2: yeah I was like cause I was scared cause y'all were like mm. and then as soon as I started listening and they said they some hoes in the house like my knees yes. started bopping <laughs> see,
0: okay so that is what kind of had me disappointed because I was like everything is set up for this song to be phenomenal cause I was like oh 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 you got a throwback okay okay and then it was kind of like oh. I just I don't I don't even know what I expected to tell the truth. I don't know. I just wasn't like, I don't know. I just wasn't blown away. But like I said, I knew it would happen. I knew it would happen. Watching the videos, kind of like, I listen, I hated Who Run The World. Okay? Girls, <laughs> I hated it. I hated that song when it first came out. It is still probably one of my least favorite Beyonce songs. But I don't even like the video. It's the chore. It's the choreography. That just makes me like, <laughs> like I like you have to <laughs> like it. You have to love it now. So
2: at seven eleven, the first time I was like, What are you doing, BFA? And then like three times later I was like, Okay So but yeah I still see, think it's better it's <laughs> the hair collab with Nikki. I just think like this is the song of the summer and unfortunately we don't have a summer but
0: <laughs> Oh, you mean Megan's song with Nikki? yeah yeah um i you know what i thought the same thing i i liked the song with her and nikki but it felt very um pieced together yeah it didn't feel like something they actually collaborated on it just kind of felt like a bunch of pieces was gonna throw them in the pot there you go Mm -hmm. whereas this feels like a cohesive
2: song yeah yeah i love it yeah (laughs) <laughs> and I then did. I love the uh, Christian one I'm like yes there's some praise in this house
0: <laughs> <laughs> Some somebody on twitter said the kids bop's gonna say there's some chores in the house <laughs>
2: <laughs> kids bop be running out
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: the All video right. was like edited and I forgot oh they said wet and gushy and I was yeah. like <laughs> okay whatever <laughs> Okay, but I kinda liked the wet and gushy. <laughs> I
0: mean, I like I like the the real song better, but I kinda liked it. It seems like I'm the only one.
2: Okay, so doing <laughs> tell us all what you've been up to and what you're drinking tonight. I haven't up to nothing. Uh, this weekend I was working on like some freelance website projects for some clients. And so, like, all Saturday and Sunday, I was working on that. And then after a while, I was like, I cannot stare at my computer anymore. So, I turned on Love After Lockup and started crocheting (laughs) because that's who I am. (laughs) I also caught up on Marrying Millions Season 1. It was a hot-ass mess, but, you know, that's what I live for. Um,
0: I wish I liked Love After Lockup.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like it kind of reminds me of like when I used to be into Twilight, <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> "Okay," I was like, "Okay, so this is how people are falling in love. <laughs> like, this is what everybody else is on." Um, love after lockup is just—it's funny because I saw um, the the older woman. I think she's from Grenada. Uh, she picked up her dude. I don't even know why she picked him up took him to eat at the veranda. I was like, you went all the way out to the veranda to eat? <laughs> mm. I mean, is like maybe an hour away. But still, I
0: Maybe like, she picked him up from that facility that's like in Octobohi County.
2: I don't know. I didn't out know on 25.
0: A <laughs> Girl, yeah, out on 25.
2: Like a whole prison, not a jail? Yeah.
0: Well, I don't know. I don't know the difference. So...
2: <laughs> yeah I think that's just the tail. you would think I would know the difference, <laughs> but I don't yeah anyways, I think maybe possibly the one over by it's not Kosciuszko, but close there, maybe that uh-huh. one, okay, but anyways, they went to the veranda <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's my new claim to fame.
0: <laughs> she was taking him for a classic classy meal. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I mean, don't knock. I love the uh, Friday Blue Plate Special with the fried catfish. <laughs> Listen,
0: there are a lot of restaurants that I love, but I recognize that they are not, you know.
2: <laughs> She's in Mississippi. Where is
0: she going to go?
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, what else you been doing? What you drinking? What I'm drinking, so... I decided to, I sent the girl a message of like, easy cocktails from BuzzFeed. I decided Uh to try the Campari and IPA. First of all, Campari is expensive. It was like $27, but like I had like asked a guy to show it to me, so then I was like, I can't be no hoe and just walk away from it. (laughs) (laughs) So,
0: that is how I get cornered into buying so many things.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right. And then um, it is a IPA from, I think, Firebrand or Fireworks, one of those. And it's a hazy, yeah. tropical IPA. So, um it's okay. We're going to have to find <laughs> another reason to use Campari because it's just like, eh. So
0: now, Campari is like what? It's bitter. Okay. okay.
2: Yeah. It's more bitter than like the aperitif. Okay. That
0: makes okay. Yeah. i'm gonna leave that where it is
2: (laughs) things i do for the pot
0: that's right
2: (laughs) if i get tired i also brought my peanut butter whiskey in here so
0: (laughs) oh man i forgot to ask about it when i went to the liquor store today but they probably wouldn't uh, they probably didn't have it at the one i stopped at today it was a little country one and (laughs) i was just running in and out i'll go to a better one this weekend maybe
2: and um and ask for it. I forgot all about it. Hmm. There's this one, and then there's another one that my friend was talking about. Um, it might be more popular for a peanut butter whiskey, but yeah, I don't mix it with anything. I don't even know what I'm supposed to mix it with. I just drink it. Like, with ice? <laughs> just ice? No.
0: I just oh. drink it neat. Girl, my acid reflux
2: <laughs> My acid reflux is like, girl! <laughs> 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 no, that's how my feels about tomatoes. But that said, I made chicken tortilla soup, and it's lit right now. <laughs> oh. And well, also in Texas, there's hatch chili season, and so it's just a huge thing with our grocery stores, and they have hatch chilies. So, I went to Central Market Saturday and temporarily lost my mind in that store. Um, mm-hmm. Central Market's like is a bougie grocery store, but they are really big into the hatch chili things. So, I bought roasted hatch chilies. Um, Chicken breasts marinated with a hatch chilies, hatch chili meatball, hatch chili pimento, hatch chili bread. It's just like hatch chili crazy. I, they, said, they had hatch chili ranch, and I was like, girls, go sit down. Because <laughs> I was like, I like ranch. I like hatch chili. <laughs> you might as
0: well. You minus well.
2: <laughs> right. So. I made a well as soon as I got home, I made a grilled cheese sandwich out of a hatched chili pimento and a hatched chili bread and it was God's work. Oh and then it sounds bought, like, delicious. A, a, it's like a low carb mayonnaise, it's like a mayonnaise dish thing. Anyways, I put it on the bread and I could see how it makes the bread like crunch up and, and buttery and tasty.
0: Or grilled cheese I'm, sandwich. I'm afraid of that.
2: Yeah, it'll be fine. it was be <laughs> I mean, I, I love mayonnaise. I reporting back but... that it was good. It was almost better than, like, if you put butter on it. So like you use breath. this in place of butter? Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting it, you
2: know, I'm trying to picture it in my mind. (laughs) Yeah. And I really like that one because it's, like, a lemony mayonnaise, And so I'm going to try to make my chicken salad next with it and see how that goes. Mm. I roasted a whole chicken last week, so chicken everything. We just make it chicken forever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have done that plenty of times before. I love to buy, like, a couple of Cornish hens, maybe three of them. (laughs) <laughs> roast them mm. that's all we eating all week chicken salad chicken sandwich <laughs> <laughs> like whatever you want we got
2: it chicken like, fettuccine. Yeah. <laughs> i um the reason why i roasted the chicken was there's this cookbook called chicken solo by clancy miller and she is a black woman i knew she was a black woman was I was looking at the recipe, and she was like, "Season generously with salt. And I was like, I had to flip to the back. I was like, this is not a white woman that wrote this. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is one of us. And so, like, her thing was, like, you roast this chicken, and then you cook it, nice. use it in recipes, like, four different ways. But it's really cool. Um, just the different recipes are for cooking for yourself, and so you don't end up with, like, a week worth of food that you didn't really want to eat that many times over (laughs) that happens to me quite often same
0: okay well I just really haven't been doing much of anything either other than watching the WAP video um, (laughs) and almost having an asthma attack trying to dance to it but um (laughs) okay so I don't know what it is about getting older but like I just got so tickled at myself with some of the ways my body was moving. It was so auntie. Like I was like, <laughs> I mean, it was so I was like, why are you moving like this? I can't even I can't even describe it. You know how you know how you'll see your auntie like at the uh cookout or family reunion and they just kinda have a little bop and a little two step <laughs> and like I
2: I kept doing that and I was like stop it twerk bitch pop that pussy bitch quit I, tell I-, my, I told my sisters now, I was like all I do now is I just like bend my knees a little bit so I was just like bouncing <laughs> mind you I can't dance but it's never stopped me before
0: okay <laughs> but now all of a sudden I'm just like Ugh. so anyway um, I also spent a lot of money this weekend and a lot of different stuff I bought a new pillow which, according to my app, just got delivered. Um, I, oh, I bought all kinds of stuff. I don't even remember what all I bought. <laughs> <laughs> I ordered more bath stuff. Believe it or not, I've never used a, any type of milk bath. Mm-hmm. So um, I got some milk bath stuff. It came in already. I haven't used it yet, but ready to try it. I mean, it's not going to take me away from my bubble bath. But I'm going to try the milk bath. (laughs)
2: Did you order the brand that I told you about?
0: But (laughs) that's only because I was like being lazy and I was looking at it on the phone. Mm -hmm. And maybe they didn't take PayPal. I I didn't
2: want to get up and get my card. Got it. Uh, Yeah, so I bought, I got my delivery of them. But also, at Whole Foods, they were selling their bath bombs. So, I bought some of their bath bombs to try as well. So, I'm excited. They are Um, like a brand that is like doing something with West Africa.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I'll try it. Um, I'm going to try it. But that wasn't really what I meant. The bubble bath was enjoyable. I'm going to try the bubble bath. But I was really looking for like a small business that I could try to support. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to try them.
2: Yeah, I didn't realize they were, like, Whole Foods big until... But it's also, like, anytime you look up an article about Black owns bath stuff, they're not going to be... They're going to be, like, bigger of the smaller businesses, if that makes sense.
0: Which is why <laughs> I don't do
2: it by articles. Like, I
0: just try to ask around. Yeah. And I've gotten some really good suggestions from people. Um, I really still... I really liked the um bath stuff that I got from um the pop-up shop that you all had. Yeah. So, I actually still have some. I have some soap left and I have one of the shower thingies left. Mm-hmm. Ah, so, anywho, tonight I am drinking a very simple, very basic paloma um <laughs> from the article. <laughs> from the article. Uh actually well yes, the article is what like made me say, "Oh, I'll just do a paloma" because um, I needed to go with what I had mm-hmm. and because Doyen is an influence I had tequila and mm-hmm. I had grapefruit juice so um, that's it I didn't really do any of the other stuff that I think you're supposed to do with the Paloma I just did grapefruit juice and tequila and I'm not going to tell you what else I added
2: but <laughs> just going to say it has a little feel a little life hack. I actually put Fresca in tequila for a Paloma. It's really
1: That good. sounds
0: good. It's the last time I did one, I used um Italian soda. I used a grapefruit Italian soda with the tequila. Yeah. And it was really good. But I'll try that. I haven't had a Fresca in so long. I went through a Fresca phase when I was in high school. Where, like, that's all I wanted. <laughs> yeah.
2: It was, like, one of those diabetics It didn't have carbs, so I used to drink a lot of Fresca.
0: <laughs> I just used to like it because nobody else was drinking them, so yeah. it made me different.
2: <laughs> My friend, like, from Mexico taught me, like, because the... then I went to a restaurant and asked for a Paloma, and they just had grapefruit juice, and it wasn't sweet, and I was like, what the fuck is this?
0: <laughs> oh, no. I don't like, I don't like, I like, Plain grapefruit juice. I don't like yeah, it sweetened.
2: Like it. No. Yeah, so I like my Fresca and I add some lime in it. Yeah, I didn't add any lime.
0: <laughs> and I actually had a couple of limes. Um but lazy me, I'm out of lime juice. <laughs> so mm-hmm. did I squeeze a lime? No, I did not. <laughs> Anywho. Mm. So I have- forgot to get a review. i'm you know
2: okay, I was sure. rushing
0: Today,
2: guys. Well we hey, we reviewed WAP, so we're gonna move along to our current events. <laughs> and speaking of WAP <laughs> fucking Carol Baskin. <laughs> Carol Baskin. She came on and nobody asked her, but of course that doesn't ever stop Not her. Um she came on to talk about how in the video no wap video they show like, you know, lions and stuff like tigers whatever you call those animals anyways um cheetahs all that stuff and she's like every ignorant follower is gonna want to imitate by doing the same and honestly when i was watching and i was like oh i do need some more leopard print i didn't think ever like oh i need a leopard cat <laughs> i was like you know what, this is confirming between me. I say in this video that I need to buy more leopard print shit. (laughs) She
0: just... It seems to me like she was just jealous that they used big cats from other sources that weren't hers. And, I mean, you can tell from the video that the cats aren't really there. It's a green screen. Right. So, girl, shut up.
2: She just... She just trying to be... That's what they said. Like. She, she said, she said,
0: she said it perpetuates the big cat pimp or something. <laughs> yeah. Said, I was like, girl, shut up.
2: <laughs> yes. it is mad. It's just weird. And you killed for your husband. Like harmful to the future of big cats. And I'm like,
1: girl.
2: First exactly. Of all, <laughs> most of the fan base is very black. And we're scared of everything. We're definitely not getting a tiger. We are not getting a tiger.
0: (laughs) Nor can I afford one. And if I could afford one, I still wouldn't get one because
2: I feel like they probably smell. If I had big cat money, I would buy a llama.
0: (laughs) They probably smell too. But it's not going to be in my house. I was about to say, but I can deal with llama smell because it's going to be outside in the barn. Because if I can afford a llama, I can afford a barn. (laughs)
2: okay <laughs> oh, <no. sighs> yeah <coughs> that's enough talking about her for the rest of 2020 <laughs> all of it um so good <laughs> sis kiki wyatt denies rumors she's pregnant with her 11th child and i mean she's it's not even eight months since she had her 10th um I'm glad that she's not pregnant but then she was like <laughs> getting mad that people making memes and jokes about it like, i <laughs> I mean
0: the jokes write themselves girl you like... are fertile myrtle <laughs> she was like I mean your body needs a whole year and I'm like girl we ain't counting years in between them kids all we know is you got a lot of kids right. and plenty of people had kids without waiting to fool you A whole gaggle at kids. Listen, I was about to say, (laughs) just ask my daddy, but I guess it didn't matter for him.
2: (laughs) His back-to-back was probably not.
0: (laughs) I guess it didn't matter, but you know know what I'm saying. Plenty of people have kids. Plenty of women have kids. Mm Back-to-back without waiting a full year before getting pregnant again. Yeah.
2: Especially if you ain't doing right with your birth control. Because you're extra fertile after you have kids anyway. Okay. That's why I all am a strong proponent of lock that nigga out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway,
0: anyway, Kiki girl, we're glad you're not. And if you are, that's good too. You know, whatever. We just, mm-hmm. we, we love laughing at you. It's all good. <laughs> we support you and your many children. You know, she then appears then to be a great her mom. Actual
2: fitty limb children like Beyonce, who just had three. <laughs>
0: right <laughs> Kiki. Her actual fitty limb children. You appear to be a great mom. You're very supportive to your kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, times are hard. We're just looking for a little Kiki.
2: <laughs> I think there's several little Kikis. <laughs> but um, congratulations on not being pregnant. Um. This next one, I'm just like, first of all, Chris put this in here, and I'm just telling y'all this before I talk about it. Uh, so this guy stole a three-foot dildo, it was like oh. 40 pounds, and he just
0: picked it up and walked away. <laughs> I just didn't see the point.
2: Like, dude, what are you going to do with that? That's not our business. <laughs> you know what? You're right. <laughs> That's his business. I just you are know. right. He uses lots of loot Oh my god. Whatever. Um oh my anyways, god. apparently it's twelve hundred dollars retail. And I'm like, again, who the fuck is <coughs> I hope it's not for it's three feet tall. I was just like, I hope it's not for internal consumption. Just like maybe <sighs> it's just a art piece for your home.
0: Well see, at first I thought it was a prop. But then when they said how much it costs, I'm like, so they're selling it? Yeah. Like, so, girl. I bet he got an OnlyFans. You know what? I really (laughs) wish that I, like, see the Lord know what he doing. Lord know. You keep trying to come back to this OnlyFans. I'm just saying. (laughs) Listen, them girls be making bank. And all I'm saying is, Lord knows. About to say, if I was super fine, but I really ain't got to be super fine because there's a fetish, there's a place for everybody. If mm-hmm. I was in a different profession,
2: yeah. if
0: I didn't have such a conser- conservative profession, I would definitely have an OnlyFans.
2: Yeah, All right. I wouldn't
0: show my face though.
2: I gotta go to church on Sunday, <laughs> <laughs> like the deacon has an OnlyFans. So he gonna be like, he probably do. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> That's Sister Chris. <laughs> <laughs> That's just awkward. <laughs> um so Zoe Saldana. First of all, when she what played Nina Simone, it was 2016 and Obama was still president. We we're almost at the end of this fuck ass dude's presidency. And now she wants to apologize for playing <sighs> Nina Simone. Talk about I should have casted her better. it takes everything in me not to tell
0: her to save her white tears. I know she ain't white. I know she ain't <laughs> white. But, okay, I'm gonna ask the question, because I'm just gonna ask. Did you watch the video? Wait, <laughs> I don't know if it was a video in that article. The video that I saw was, was on was Twitter. One. Okay, did you watch? There's it?
2: an instant-
0: no, girl. <laughs> <clears throat> well, the video clips that I saw were on Twitter. Uh-huh. But she, like, just
2: cried. Like... <laughs> It just care. made me angry. Because and I don't think she's sorry. I think she's just tired of people dragging her about it.
0: Exactly. And that the film didn't get the traction she thought it would. Yeah, and my thing scene. was <laughs> why are you why are you sorry now? And why are you talking about you've learned better now? No girl. When you first started trying to put that film out, plenty of people who were far more articulate and kinder than I tried to tell you all the reasons why this is wrong like people I remember and this is when Tumblr was still big I remember them laying it out on Tumblr like this is why you don't need to do this yeah and girl you told us to fuck ourselves (laughs) and you went on to do what you had to do
2: yeah and now you want to cry right boo radley who yeah I would love a great story of Nina I just am not going to watch hers (laughs) <laughs> exactly. when the family
0: asked you not to do it that should have been enough right. that should have been enough but it wasn't mm. now you've learned and her story her story's just so powerful and it just deserves to be told and it deserves to be told yeah bitch, bet you do
2: and you could have told it just not acted it <laughs> <Right>. exactly <laughs> hmm mm. too little too late First of all, this other article, it's about Ellen, we'll talk about it later, but one of the, at the top, there's like different other articles to look at,
0: Mm -hmm. and they're
2: like, so uh, Jason Derulo broke Will Smith's teeth. (laughs) I I wanted to click it so bad, but I was like, stay focused. (laughs) (laughs) But um, also they said Venus is in cancer, so love is on your side. When is love ever on anybody's side? It <laughs> oh, my, my Jesus. Right. So, Ellen reportedly wants out of her show and feels betrayed by staff sharing negative stories. Oh. I know. so why I, I sometimes like Ellen, because she seems yeah. refreshing in, like, yeah. t- turbulent climates. I have to remember, she's but a white woman. <laughs> and mm-hmm. she's just going a white woman.
0: I right. mean, this was kind of hard to hear because, yeah, I liked Ellen. I always thought she was, you know, pretty cool. But this is not our first time hearing about Ellen being like this. So,
2: yeah. I mean, hmm. it and just then, for some reason for me, I just wasn't even surprised.
0: Right. <laughs> and then, like all the <laughs> all the celebrities coming out, well, she's nice to me. Well, no shit. Like, what are you mean? just?
2: You're not. No, when Wasn't to she shut the your one mouth. Out with Bush? Yes, <laughs> we finally she established was. that she likes rich people. We yes, close- she yeah, was. she's not gonna bully rich people.
0: <laughs> I just, uh, I think what I think what just really like blew me away is that she's upset because people told the truth. <laughs> she feels betrayed you feel betrayed because people told the truth
2: well my girl (laughs) i think she's had more than enough passes you know yeah yeah, go sit down go sit down with your fine ass life portia (laughs) i heard that
0: james gordon might be her replacement and i'm all right with that yeah i mean I i mean so twitter was like tossing around a lot of different replacements yeah um tiffany (laughs) new york pollard (laughs) yes (laughs) put tiffany in all the things okay (laughs) no i love tiffany uh they were naming some other good ones but i don't remember them
2: (laughs) yeah but i think it would be good to have another female comedian and not a male speaking
0: of replacements um, doubling back to that WAP video so of course everyone was like why is Kylie <laughs> even here and one of the people that they said could have replaced her was Carol Baskin and then Carol had to open her fucking mouth and say some stupid shit so guess what Carol you're off the of damn our bag. short list you're not gonna be in the video anymore you fumbled the bag it, <laughs> like they were just listing people who she could have had in the video and everybody was like she could have had Carol Baskin in the video <laughs>
2: I love the photoshop of uh, Viola Davis. <laughs> oh my was God. Like, I saw Kylie's dress I was like, yes, leopard skin. And then I saw Kylie and I was like, damn it. <laughs> How my can I stand face. this dress without her?
0: <laughs> I mean, My whole face just like, when I was watching that video I was like, okay, okay. And then when it revealed that it was Kylie, I was just like oh. like, it's just like oh. just edit her Selena. out, please.
2: Anywho. Um, so Canada, um <laughs> the hero that everybody needs, says that uh people should use glory holes for safe sex <laughs> to you know limit the like spit um transit transaction. Um <laughs>
0: Oh my god. I have
2: <laughs> and I'm like how does this work? Like, I live in an apartment. I can't. <laughs> I can't I drill knew. holes into my apartment.
0: <laughs> I never knew that glory holes were like a real thing. Like, I thought it was just something that was done just for porn. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't think it was a real thing. And like, then
2: people were talking about plexiglass last glory holes. i was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I need like a one I can put back in the closet. <laughs> when oh we're my done. god! Oh my god! <laughs> Listen,
0: they replaced so. My office has, like, glass windows, but we're on the inside, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Like, you look at the glass and you're looking into a conference room. You're not looking into my outside. So, anyway, they replaced one of my glass windows with plexiglass and put, like, the bank teller. (laughs)
2: <laughs> my so you could be like give me that piece of paper so, <laughs> yes it's supposed to
0: deter people from coming in our offices so like when i read that about the plexiglass i just thought huh they left all the extra plexiglass in our office <laughs> and listen i have been a good girl i have been i mean well i ain't gonna tell y'all all my business but i'm just saying i've been a good girl I had just come off of... to be a bad girl. (laughs) (laughs) I had just come off of my uh, celibacy tour (laughs) when all this started. And now it's like I keep lying to these niggas. I got a new one I'm lying to. And Mm -hmm. I just don't know how much I'm going to be able to lie because I am not going to have sex with you during this pandemic. But (laughs) if I bring home some masks, some gloves, and some plexiglass, we might can make something pop. We might can.
2: And um the CDC of Canada also said uh um, style <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> like it's yeah. very ideal because it does not have face to face contact. Which
0: Okay, so let's move along. <laughs>
2: <laughs> also great for ugly.
0: Anyways <laughs> I mean this show
2: is rated R, it's not rated X. Speaking <laughs> of rated X. Next up, um, there's a Zoom court hearing for the guy that, um, this is actually one of my Zoom nightmares for like meetings that I've run, but um, for that 17 year old, that was accused of being the mastermind behind the Twitter hack, and so people got in there pretending to be like press, and started playing, screen sharing with Pornhub, which don't. Let anybody screen share if it's something like this, <laughs> and then B, uh, it started making noises and shit. So um, yeah, that was. This is what happens with old people. It's just are I was to about use
0: new to say. <laughs> technology. It's just an example of old people because the judge was like, "Oh, I'll put a password on it next time." First of all, you should have had a password on it. But even that's not gonna stop. You need. To, just disable everybody's stuff before they come on. Yeah, and like, I mean, don't you yeah. just please tell me you saw the video? No, girl. <laughs> so the article has two embedded videos. The second one is the one where you see the actual Pornhub clip come up, and girl, it is so funny. So they're 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 doing the Zoom. Um, I guess this is a hearing. I guess this is yeah. where you like officially charge the person Mm -hmm. so and i don't know if the hacker was from from florida but since the teen was from florida i was like okay this is my florida story (laughs) so they kept like breaking into the zoom and just saying stuff just saying like weird stuff and then all of a sudden they break in (laughs) and it is a clip of two men they are black and One of them is eating the other one's ass. (laughs) And he is going to town. (laughs) And the judge is like, okay, I'm, 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 I'm eating this. I'm eating this, I'm eating this, I'm eating this. It It was just so funny because, like, before that, every time someone would break in, he'd be like, I'm sorry, guys. I am, I am kicking them out as soon as I see them pop up. You know,
2: he was kind of calm. But when that popped up on the screen,
1: (laughs) he lost it.
2: (laughs) I feel like... There is an opportunity for me to go around and teach older people how to work. Girl, through you uh uh-uh, uh uh uh, you gotta
0: have you gotta have patience. You gotta have patience of a saint, Mother Teresa. I mean, patience. it's very simple. A, there's an option yeah, to zoom it's webinars to you.
2: where like nobody but like a core group of people are allowed to even be on the screen and speak. <laughs> like this is what I do in my regular life I mean my work life and then it's so easy to make sure that nobody else can share but you
0: Dude, it's, <laughs> it's easy to you
2: yeah. people at it's my office think that
0: I. people at my office think that I'm like a tech person they think like I'm IT because it's basic shit I mean they can't even hook their own printers up and these aren't people that are that old I mean you're talking maybe five to ten years
2: older than me, yeah. and they
0: just can't do shit. Like but I Zoom, think that's, trying that's to get people to ministry Zoom. It's like
2: to help, people, like government entities like this be able to run these meetings. That's my ministry. Well, girl, God bless you. I want to spend a, I want to charge a lot of money for it. But I can run. I can run these meetings like a G. yeah you could (sighs) so hire me to run your zoom meeting (laughs) (laughs) alrighty (sighs) so we're going to take a break and listen to our sponsor and we will be right back right back
0: alright and we are back and time for our someone something with peanut butter whiskey (laughs) so today for our someone something we just have a quick little snippet on this little inventor a 12 year old might very well be on his way to becoming this country's next major inventor because he hooked up a little homemade machine to help people social distance first of all i love him already the kid's name is Kishan, and his dad posted a video of him showing off his new invention. He calls it SAM, Social Awareness Machine. It's pretty simple as far as what it does. According to Kishan, the machine beeps when there's something closer than six feet to you. Kishan's dad, Kyle, says that his boy is an aspiring entrepreneur and engineering whiz, and has asked the public for help in supporting his education at a private school out in PA. So far, they've already raised nearly ten thousand um, dollars. Keyshawn, <clears throat> bless your soul, bless your soul. I would love
2: this at the grocery store. I would love like <laughs> this.
0: Um, I would have loved this pre-pandemic, <laughs> and I'm gonna want it post-pandemic <laughs>
2: <laughs> and mid-pandemic because we're still here. In the first place, yes. I, this
0: is a wonderful um, invention and kudos to, like, when I was a kid, my I was 12 years old, I wasn't trying to invent things. I was trying to pass letters to boys. Like, these right. kids are... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really. These kids are just so, they're so darn smart.
2: When I was his age, I was like, folding my notes that I sent to my friends on like an origami level. Yes! yes.
0: <laughs> and writing you gotta write the date, the time, the song, the mood and I just came to drop you a line. <laughs> yes! Yes!
2: I'm playing mash and I want y'all to know that none of my mash has ever happened because i was supposed to have a mansion and a husband and Listen. I ain't got it. <laughs>
0: None of my mashes (laughs) happened. None of my Ouija board predictions happened. Nothing (laughs) has happened for me, okay? Nothing. All right. (laughs) All right, so now we're going to move on to this week's Poor Life Decision. Ooh, child. Ooh, Chile. (laughs) We're going to talk about racial trauma at work, what it is, what it looks like, and how to navigate it. Are you ready, Dwayne? No, but
1: let's go. <laughs>
0: Racial trauma is a form. Oops, sorry. I set my. Oops, 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 oops. I set no, my. Was <laughs> I set my laptop. I mean, I set my iPad on top of my laptop, and that just wasn't smart. Okay. Racial trauma is a form of race-based stress that affects black people and people of color when they experience and witness dangerous events and perceived experiences of racial discrimination. For many, racial trauma appears as threats of harm and injury, humiliation, and often witnessing people of color being harmed, which can negatively impact one's mental health. I'm going to take a pause right there and just say that we really need to make sure we're being kind to ourselves, make sure we're protecting our mental health as best we can because all of these videos floating around of all of the police brutality, just of all of the violence being done to bodies that look like ours, that's a lot. I personally can't take it, and I am not, you know, um, putting that down because it is important for those videos to get out. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, know the saying, if you're quiet about your pain, if you're silent about your pain, they'll say you enjoyed it. We have to get it out there. Mm -hmm. But just be careful and protect your peace and know what you can and can't look at.
2: Yeah, I definitely am. I know I don't have the emotional constitution to be able to watch things like that i just can't yeah Yeah. and so i do protect myself Mm -hmm. very strongly from watching things like that yeah Yeah, it still doesn't come with trauma because we all Mm -hmm. are traumatized in some way from all of this but um yeah you don't have to don't have to engage in that kind of trauma or like all yeah. these movies they have about slavery and you know black trauma you don't have to indulge in or engage in black trauma just our brains just your brain
0: to <laughs> to handle all of this like this this isn't how it's supposed to go anyway we can okay.
2: race with a crumble. Mm.
0: <laughs> that's right girl all right, people are breaking NDA's and speaking out against former employers, sharing stories of the mistreatment and racial trauma they experienced over the years. Though some who have moved on have been able to successfully pursue other opportunities, leaving that toxic toxic environment behind, But due to COVID-19 pandemic and the collapsing economy, not everyone has been lucky enough to simply walk away from a toxic workplace. Mm -hmm. So what is workplace racial trauma? When we're thinking about workplace racial trauma, that is a mouthful to say. Mm -hmm. Workplace racial trauma, we're really talking about microaggressions and macroaggressions that perpetuate racism and stereotypes and oppression, says Shakira Haywood-Stewart, PhD, a psychologist based in New York City. These micro and macro aggressions can happen over email. They can be nonverbal or verbal. They can manifest in the form of harassment, a lack of career advancement opportunities such as promotions and much more. So I want to take a second to talk a little bit about microaggressions, just because the macro things, they're right there in your face. You know, you know, when you're being discriminated against, you Mm -hmm. know, when the macro things happen. But let's talk about some of these microaggressions. So this article gives some examples. And um, I'm going to start with my personal favorite that just makes me cringe every time. When I see you, I don't see color. Mm. 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 Mm.
1: <laughs> go ahead, Do <Dolly. laughs>
2: Here's one of my favorites i am about to I'm cutting my dreads off in December, and so I know I'm going to experience this next year every time my hair changes, they have to talk about it
0: <laughs> that That is one on the list as well. Yes, anything about your hair. And it's just like, girl, shut up talking to me. Like, yes, Mm -hmm. my hair looks different today. And it's going to look different tomorrow because I'm not going to wear this wig tomorrow. So, yes, it's like (laughs) out of my face. But that that when I see you, I don't see color. I just see my, and I've heard black people say it too. Like, oh, I teach my kids not to see color. Well, tell them to see mine when they see me
2: because
0: I'm black. And I want you to see that when you see me.
2: The tough part about microaggressions is that, like, it's so micro that, like, when it happens, it's hard to address it. And you definitely, like, if a macro happens, you can call yeah. up HR and yeah. you can file that as a complaint. But when the little things happen, yeah, you just have to process it on your own and it sucks. we <laughs> talk about how to address it because we shouldn't have to
0: handle it on our own. Um, another, another micro one that, uh, the article gives as an example. Doyen and many of our listeners, I know y'all can relate with me with this one. You're so articulate.
2: <laughs> I, um, my principal is the a- private school I went to was like you have so much diction I'm like I go to your fucking school you didn't expect me to know how to speak right <laughs>
0: like, I mean, what the fuck <laughs> I just I heard that so much growing up and it was just so annoying like I remember a white lady told me you know I, she, I think she was two seconds from patting me on the head like a puppy because mm. I properly used well versus good and I was like mm. bitch listen I, it's called code switching okay i talk one way with my friends i know the king's english shit right. <laughs> anyway as you can see those microaggressions are those little things they do every day and like doing said they're not always <laughs> they're not always easy to detect um there's this uh tick where the voiceover is like I don't know if this is racist or not, but it don't feel right. And that's how microaggressions make you feel. It's like, "Mm, I don't know if this is racist, but it don't feel right. And most of the time, it is racist (laughs) when Mm -hmm. that happens. Okay. So communication is a part of everyday life, but at times it can be hard to interpret someone's intent and tone Especially when you're communicating with uh, your coworkers and you're not face-to-face like now. So many of us are, you know, working from home and doing a lot of communicating via emails. You may even find yourself unsure as to whether or not you've experienced workplace trauma. You're thinking, maybe they didn't mean to speak to me with that tone. Maybe I misinterpreted their message or maybe I'm just being hypersensitive. Chances are you're not, and you have experienced (laughs) some type of aggression. Okay? Uh Uh There you take a (laughs) drink. As black people and people of color begin to speak openly about the racism and trauma they've experienced in the workplace, Dr. Haywood Stewart believes people are becoming more aware of how racial trauma in the workplace can manifest. So let's talk a little bit about how we manage workplace trauma. You may be wondering how to navigate your work environment, especially if quitting your job is not a viable option, but you know, your mental health and your well-being are being negatively impacted. So Dr. Haywood has given us two things to focus on that can help us uh, in the event we're not able to just move on and walk away. Okay, Mm-hmm. So I'm going to skip the first suggestion <laughs> because the first suggestion is therapy. And the reason why I'm skipping it is because, um, you know, I-, I am pro-therapy. I am all for therapy. I tell everyone they need to go to therapy. And in all honesty, workplace microaggressions is actually what pushed me to go on to go therapy. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like, therapy may not be a viable solution or it just may not be the most uh, economic solution for someone who's simply experiencing microaggressions at work. My ass, my ass with all my trauma and all my shit, I should have been in therapy. Those aggressions that happened to me at work just kind of sent me over the edge. So that's what Mm -hmm. pushed me to it. But I, I just feel like that may not necessarily be the first step. But once again, I am pro-therapy. And if you can do it, do it. Like, by all means. <laughs>
2: yeah. So. And I will um, say, I did tell Chris today that I am, because of work stress, that has pushed me to seek out. And, like, with my job, usually, it's kind of like an EAP type thing. I think they usually offer five sessions free. But now they're offering ten because they know that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah. we're stressed as fuck right now, and so I'm like, I have seen that in myself, and I told somebody today it's truly a survival tactic for myself because I've realized I cannot continue yeah. the way I am right now, yeah, with the stress yeah. that I have right now.
0: Yeah, and so, that's the first step: is recognizing that okay, I I don't got this. <laughs> like that's the first step. <laughs> Um,
2: which is painful as a black woman. Cause we always want to got this. <laughs> yeah.
0: and, and that's something that we have to learn to let go of. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw this girl on Twitter talking about one of the things that she's going to do as a new mother. She's going to make sure her daughter sees her be vulnerable and make sure mm-hmm. that her daughter sees that it's it's okay to not be able to handle everything. Yeah. Um, So, the second <laughs> suggestion that Dr. Hayward Stewart gives us, she says, it's important to have a community of people you're able to vent to and share your experiences with. Feeling seen by other people is vital. And guys, I know that that just sounds like, you know, just something, but it's really big and it really is important. Get yourself a lit group chat, okay? <laughs> And if you don't have one, sign up for our email. We'll be your group chat. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm just trying to tell you, sometimes, like, I don't even always say what's going on at work. Just mm-hmm. sometimes focusing on the group chat and what's going on there is a needed distraction and it helps.
2: I'm here for it.
0: <laughs> always. <laughs> Being able to take action is also very therapeutic and important. This will look different for everyone with some opting to write an open letter whereas others choose to be firm and unapologetic in their communication with their colleagues. So, Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about taking action because taking action definitely helps you. Anytime I feel like I'm stuck, just knowing that I can do something about it or I've done something about it, that helps Mm -hmm. make me feel better. So, um, the article says there are three main ways we can react. <sighs> so the first way is let it go. So of course, inaction is in and of itself action. And it says, for a long time, the most common default response was choosing not to address offensive comments in the workplace. Because they are, per- because they are pervasive yet subtle, they can be emotionally draining to confront Kind of what Doyen was saying earlier. Yet silence places an emotional tax on black employees who are left Mm -hmm. wondering, you know, what happened and why. And questioning their right to feel offended. And it reinforces the beliefs that we are not safe from identity devaluation at work. So Mm -hmm. now, if you're like me... Letting it go means actually you let it build up and (laughs) then you explode. And I actually had like a big showdown with my supervisor a few years ago and I showed my whole ass. I mean, I really did. And, you know, I don't, (laughs) I don't regret anything that I said because I said what needed to be said, but I do regret my tone I regret the fact that there were tears, but at that point it had just bubbled up. Like Mm -hmm. he just kept doing these things and he kept undermining me. He kept undermining me as a woman in my position and all the other men in my position weren't being treated this way. And it was just little things, but those little things add up. And Mm -hmm. you know, if you're going to go the route of letting it go, Make sure you know how to let it go. That's yeah. my best advice on that. Yeah. Um. The second way we can respond is to respond immediately. Now, this approach allows the transgression to be called out and its impact explained while the details of the incident are fresh in the minds of everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Immediacy is an important component of correcting bad behavior, but this approach can be risky. The perpetuator might get defensive, leaving the target feeling like they somehow lost control, did not show up as their best self, and will be labeled labeled as overly sensitive, as a whiner, a troublemaker, or the stereotypical angry black female. (sighs) I have been labeled all of those.
2: (laughs) I think, well, for me, like, I I try to process things and, like, wait and say things in a kind way. So, a few months ago, we had a situation with my manager. And so, I kind of just told her, in, like, a one-on-one situation, um, how Lee felt she was acting towards us. Like, not just me, but, like, my whole team. And so we had a conversation, but then the conversation was her being so defensive that I was mm-hmm. like, okay, these conversations aren't going to go anywhere. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just not. it." so I'm like, okay, cool. I tried to like be open and honest with you and I realized that it doesn't change anything. So <laughs> what are other options I have to make things better? So. And you do have to
0: like weigh your options with people. Like... Mm-hmm.
2: I'm, yeah,
0: I'm the on the of... a team full of women. <laughs> well, I hate, I didn't mean to say, oh, uh. that's not what I meant. <laughs> that's not what I meant. I love women. Um, but I'm the type of person, I don't really like confrontation.
2: Yeah.
0: But I like for things to be out of the way. And so I have to weigh the option. Is it worth me yeah. confronting this person about how they made me feel? What is the reaction going to be? Am I going to feel like dealing with it? Like, you know, it's just a lot of things to consider.
2: Yeah, I definitely, um, my personality type, if you take it on 16 personalities, it actually like gives you a different like quote name. Mine is a diplomatic because I'm like, I'm not going to try to upset you while I bring up my concerns. And so a lot of times, sometimes I'll just be like, you know what? I'm not going to be that close to you because clearly <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me speaking my emotions is a point of conflict so I'm just gonna you gonna be in this bucket and call it a day and I do that also with work my job like my team members were like yeah you're pretty closed off when we first met you and I'm like yeah I need to know how much y'all could how much of me y'all can handle (laughs) I'm like people always talk about bringing your whole self to work but I'm like they can't accept your whole self. yeah they just can't yeah (laughs) <laughs> that's true i mean that's true not in the current work climate
0: <laughs> we also know who coined that phrase to bring your whole self to work you know what i mean mm-hmm. not us okay <laughs> <laughs> and the third way that we can react is to respond later which is what i try to employ and what uh julian explained as yeah. well a more tempered response is to address the perpetuator privately at a later point to explain why the microaggression was offensive. Here, the risk lies in the time lag. A follow-up conversation requires helping the person who committed the microaggression first recall what it was that they said in order for them to, (laughs) like, appreciate the impact. The black employee bringing it up may be deemed petty. They may be deemed as someone who is harboring resentment or holds on to little things while the other party can be deemed as someone who meant no harm and they've moved on. Such Mm -hmm. accusations are a form of racial gaslighting and can be very Mm -hmm. damaging. I think we have all been met with that one before. Well, you know, she didn't mean anything by it. Well, you know, she didn't mean it. I don't give a fuck what she meant. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) I mean, I think we've all been faced with that. Um, it's so
2: hard to be a black woman in America, <laughs> in the world in general.
0: Also, one I reason why I <laughs> also one reason why I wait before I confront someone about something is so I can write down what I need to say. Um, mm. Sometimes I write it out completely. Sometimes I just make bullet points, but I have to do that to keep me on track because I don't think well. I'm not quick on my feet at all. And mm-hmm. if I feel attacked, if I feel pushed against the wall, I get very belligerent. And so mm-hmm. I could be having an intelligent back and forth with you, but if you rub me the wrong way and I feel like you coming at me, I'm just going to resort to, well, fuck you and be done with it. You know? But so I have to
2: do that to keep me on track. It's like We, again, as black people, as black women, we have to like, exhibit an emotional control that nobody else has so when they're upset they get to be upset
0: but when we're
2: upset upset, we need to write a whole thesis and have supporting points and research and all this shit behind it and it's so fucking frustrating when we get upset
0: we have an attitude (laughs) or we're angry
2: and i think that's why we do have that delayed response of our emotions Mm -hmm. because we need to think through it and be able to rationalize it Compared Mm -hmm. to anybody else who could just be emotional in that moment. Right. (sighs) I mean,
0: listen. One day last week, I woke up. um, I think it was Thursday. I think it was Thursday. It may have been Wednesday. Anyway, one day last week, I woke up in the morning. Literally just started crying when I woke up. Because I just felt like no one understands what it's like to be a black woman in America right now. I felt like... We're in the middle of a pandemic. That's one source of stress. You know, having to deal with people at work treating me like I'm crazy because I want to wear my mask. It was just so much. And then I'm having to see people who look like me get brutalized every day. It's just a lot. And nobody understands that. And like you said, we don't get to express
2: that. Yeah. This is why, once again, we all need a group that. We need a place that is homogenous and we can talk about our core raw emotions without having to pretty it up for other gazes. Right.
0: Right. That's right. (laughs) So, of course, as always, we have to keep in mind that there are consequences to speaking up. But there are also Mm -hmm. consequences to remaining silent. And only Mm -hmm. you can determine which holds more weight for you in any specific situation. So it's that same old adage of pick and choose your battles. If you choose to confront a microaggression, be prepared to disarm the person who committed it. One reason we avoid conversations about race is that they make people defensive. Perpetuators of microaggressions typically fear being perceived or worse revealed as racist. Mm-hmm. Explain that the conversation you know might get a little uncomfortable for them, but that what they just said or did was
2: uncomfortable for you so yeah, so with that, um yes, yeah, so, the notion of racist is like there's a lot of moderate white people who are like, oh yeah, I'm not a racist, but the same thing, they still yeah. perpetuate, they still think thoughts that are not fully educated or fledged when inclusive black people. So like, I had a coworker who I love, and she sent me a picture of somebody with a fro, and she's like, can you do this with your hair? And I'm like, bitch. <laughs> I'm like, no, I can't, my hair is locked. But they don't know that about my hair, but they don't ask that. And so, you can't assume stuff about my hair if you're not going to ask or learn about my hair. You know, <laughs> like, it's like little things like that. That, again, it's a microaggression. No, I'm not calling you a Ku Klux Klan racist, but I am saying that you have not done the work to understand my blackness. Like, and they expect don't. Me to do the work to understand everything, like, so, like, my, right. that same friend. She had exactly. mentioned somebody off of 16 candles. I was like, I haven't fucking watched that. <laughs> but y'all know I don't watch movies. Um, and I'm like, you expect me to be so well versed in white experiences and white pop culture, but you do nothing to do the same in black culture. Right. And that's a problem. <laughs> right. It is.
0: And it's just because what is white is what's considered the status quo. And so, you know, well, that's what's white is what's considered what's normal.
2: So you should know it, Julian, because it's normal. You should know. I make a point to not know any white band. (laughs) Half of the white actresses and actors, people are like, oh, you know, this person I'm like, no, who's that? (laughs) I also make
0: it a point to say that they look alike, whether they look alike or not. (laughs) some of them really do look (laughs) like
2: this white woman was walking on the same side of the parking lot as me and across the other side and it made me feel so good (laughs) listen i mean of course because of covid but still
0: (laughs) listen i was stopped at a at a signal light and this little white family was walking down the sidewalk and i locked my doors and i hope it was loud enough (laughs) to (laughs) hear
2: And Like zipping up your purse, <laughs> like, yeah. which my
0: doors are typically locked anyway when I'm in my car. But I had unlocked them I had unlocked the door because I had to hand something to somebody, and so I like I hope like I hope it was loud enough for them to hear the lock engage. I mean, little white family walking down the street—you never know what's gonna happen. <laughs> okay. So when do you know that it's time to move on? When do you know that your workplace is toxic? Deciding when it's time to walk away from a toxic workplace is incredibly difficult, especially if you are supporting others, you need health insurance, or financially cannot afford to be without your livelihood. However, experiencing (laughs) emotions like, you know, pervasive anxiety, that's impacting your daily life and your ability to get through work without needing to escape is a telltale sign that you might need to get on out of there and get you an exit plan. Mm -hmm. Now here at Poor Life Decision, (laughs) we do not recommend making any hasty decisions when it comes to your career or your livelihood, because we cannot pay your bills. We can send you a sticker. That's about all we can do. It is important to consult and solicit the advice of those you trust and whose opinions you value? Yeah, so <sighs> I just want I, to, <laughs> I just want to say, you know, we feel you, and you're not alone. Like that doesn't always make things better, but just know, just know. Oh
2: uh, yeah, I as a court, y'all know I love some, uh personality tests, so I took a DISC test. It is, is, uh, I don't remember what it stands for, but one of my big core things was stability. And so, like, yeah, a lot of times I look at things, I'm like, I'm not happy, but what can I do <laughs> mm-hmm. to figure shit out? Or where can I go? You know, like, what's my next step? And so, yeah, I'm not, and, of course, I require health insurance. It's diabetes is expensive, and I need it. But, um, and I think that does make me more hesitant to start off as an entrepreneur. Cause like, if I didn't have diabetes, y'all know I wouldn't be working for anybody. I'd be working for myself. <laughs> but, um, see, I
0: just don't have the temperament for entrepreneurship and that is fine. Like it doesn't bother me, you know, LLC, Twitter, or get started. I'm like, if y'all don't shut the fuck up because everybody's not cut out for that. And you need to know yeah. whether you are or not. I have no desire to have to be, listen, I hate being in charge as much as I am at work now. I have no desire to be responsible for everything. Mm
2: -hmm. Like,
0: the buck stops here, mm mm-mm, let it stop over there.
2: It's one of those things where, like, it's one of, like, if I had the opportunity, I would have a Black-owned agency Mm -hmm. to, like, be able to run advertising and things like that with um, a diverse view compared to like most advertising agencies are pretty white but wow. at the same time it's like that takes time to build up and I need health insurance now <laughs> <laughs> and so that's why I haven't gotten to that point and I, I envy people who don't have health issues like I have they can go out and start shit like I can't for the life. Yeah. That's the life.
0: but <laughs> all I'm
2: saying is yes figure out your game plan um if you are in a place where you can leave and you're gonna be fine for a few couple months, you saved up your money, do it. But if you're not figure out a game plan while you're at your job <laughs> yeah i'm I'm gonna say figure
0: out a game plan before you leave because especially in this climate, just yeah, mm-hmm. and you know you know what your responsibilities are, you know what you can and can't handle. And that's just that. And even for me, even when things were at their worst at work, Mm -hmm. simply looking for another job made me feel better because it made me feel like I was doing something about my situation. Putting applications out there, scheduling interviews made me feel like, okay, I'm doing something about this and it
2: made me feel better. And one last thing that I got from The Becoming, I haven't finished book, but, um. Girl, I had not even started When it came, well, I listened to it. It was, like, 11 hours. I don't know why I haven't finished it. Anyways, um, Michelle, like, she was an everyday journaler, but when she did have issues where, like, she just needed to get her thoughts out, that's when she did journal. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, I'm not an everyday journal at all. But, there are some times when you do need to get your thoughts out and you do need to like, just know what's what, what's what with you. (laughs) And then later on, we can figure out a plan later. And so like, if you can, like, if you are in this moment, write down your emotions, like write down, like what is upsetting you? What would make you feel better? Yeah. And use that as your springboard to figure out, the next step in what you want to do past that yeah
0: and i really want to make sure that we validate your feelings when it comes to microaggressions like we said the macro things you know it you that's easy Mm -hmm. but those microaggressions can be hard to pinpoint and like Doya mentioned earlier those are harder to go to hr about you know just know that you do have a right to say hey I don't like the way this feels, and mm-hmm. you know, just um, yeah, pick your battles with that. Yeah. Like they said, there, there, there's a price to speaking up, but there's also a price to remaining
2: silent. Yeah, definitely. So okay. we're gonna move along to the favorite part of the pot: to buy you a drink. <laughs> I'm going to start because mine is goofy as hell. I'm buying a drink for shoes because I'm looking at all my shoes and I'm like, oh, I should wear these (laughs) shoes, but I wear the same like two shoes every day. (laughs) Same. Okay. Shoes and clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Wow. I um Yeah. I have been in biker shorts all summer because these are my yoga pants of the summer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was like the that was one of the worst parts about returning to work was actually putting on clothes because there were <laughs> lots of mornings when I was like doing those zoom meetings in a t-shirt and panties
2: <laughs> you know all you had to do is be and honestly um n p r was talking about like all you gotta do is work out the parts of your body that shows up in zoom just bicep curl that's it <laughs> Like, having to put on actual clothes?
0: <laughs> Ugh. This is ghetto. oh. <laughs> okay, so, I'm going to buy a drink. Oh, first I want to do a prayer. I'll do that first. I mm-hmm. want to offer prayer to uh, everyone in Chicago. I'm not really sure what's going on right now to uh, intelligently speak on it, but there's just a lot of um, uh, riots and... Um, I think it happened with the police shooting, and mm. I'm just not really sure what's going on. But I want to offer up a prayer to Chicago, to the people in Chicago, and also a prayer to Beirut, Beirut.
2: Yeah,
0: that. Um, that video, I shouldn't have watched it. I
2: didn't.
0: And and let me just tell you, you don't see anything really happen in the video, but.
2: Yeah. I did watch her bride's video. That's the one that I watched. Oh, that's okay.
0: the one yeah, that I, that I that's the one that it, it just took me out. Yeah. And because she's just
2: taking her pictures for her wedding. Mm-hmm. And that's, anywho. The good news is the uh Prime Minister uh resigned as of last night, maybe. Okay. Or tonight. But uh it doesn't change. It doesn't take away The corruption, it doesn't take away the lives that are lost. So, yeah. Hopefully, they do go through some reform and some change. But, yeah. 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 Okay.
0: I want to buy a drink for. (laughs) I cannot believe I hadn't done this earlier. Or maybe I did. I don't know. I want to buy a drink for Alka Seltzer. You heard me about Alka Seltzer. Listen, the shit is gross, okay? It is. But Alka Seltzer is. Great for someone like me who has acid reflux, but also, so in case y'all can't tell, (laughs) when we're recording the show, as the show goes on, we might get a little tipsy. (laughs) Just might. And, you know, sometimes I get a little overboard and it's really difficult to get up and go to work the next day, (laughs) but Alka-Seltzer takes care of all of that. You have you a few drinks at night, before you close your eyes, drop them two tabs in about six six ounces of water, chug it, just chug it. Like my cousin sips it. Mm mm. I ain't got time for that. It's it's gross.
2: Why for- didn't you tell me about this? I'm I've sorry. been dying Don't for die. the sake of this podcast. Don't you didn't even tell me about Alka Seltzer.
0: <laughs> I really thought I okay. I'm sorry, y'all. Forgive me. I've been I've been asking y'all to come on this journey with us, and I have not <laughs> properly prepared you. you Get you some Alka Seltzer, but I cannot. So, some of you may be familiar with Alka Seltzer Cold Plus, because I mm-hmm. love that when I'm you sick. <laughs> okay, regular Alka Seltzer tastes ten times worse. I'm just gonna make sure you understand mm-hmm. that. Get you some Alka Seltzer. Drop two of them taps, gulp it down, no hangover. No hangover. And I don't have acid reflux at night while I'm asleep. This
2: is amazing. Last week, I had vodka, and the vodkas that I had had a lot of sugar, so I was throwing up. <laughs> Aww, poor And thing. I didn't even lose that much weight. I was pissed.
0: <laughs> I know right after I have any kind of like stomach issue like a stomach virus or anything like that I expect to be down at least a good five pounds <laughs> and it's like nope <laughs> yeah. alright so tell the people how they can get in
2: contact with us okay we are on the twitter as PLDpod y'all can catch me in my awkward sleep schedule. <laughs> cause you know I was doing really good sleeping and all of a sudden I can't um, and then we're on Twitter as Poor Life Decision One Decision because we're changing them one at a time We are also on Etsy For the same thing Definitely grab you a Make Contain Alcohol Mug mm-hmm. It's great for Zoom um, Unless if you have alcohol Because then they'll be like what well, you got in your cup And then you gotta tell the truth <laughs>
1: um,
2: We are on You can email us at Hello at com. You can also check out the website for our previous episodes at dot com. You can also DM us. Um, you can send us an owl. Don't send us a fucking pigeon. Uh, which, by <laughs> the way, I think that the batteries have been refreshed for all these um, bird drones because they've been loud as hell lately. <laughs>
0: okay. I thought I was the only one. Also, did you know that nightingales are a real thing? A real what? <laughs> I mean they're not real, but they're birds. <laughs> but they
2: sing in the night. Yeah. Yes. I did yeah. not know that. These I heard birds have been loud as fuck the past week and I'm like it's been birds really, loud as hell them. at night.
0: <laughs> and I hear like my window is like right next to my bed. I'm like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Birds at night? Yeah, and I TV mentioned does. it to my grandma and <laughs> she was like, Uh yeah, nightingales. And I was like, That's real? I thought those weren't fairy
2: tales. (laughs) We have like grackles here and they just make a lot of noise. Wait, what? Grackles? What What the fuck is that? They kind of look like crows, but they make a lot of noise. That sounds scary as shit. That sounds like some scary shit. They just make Mm. a lot of noise. Mm -hmm. Gackle? Grackle. Grackle? Mm -mm. Yeah. Mm -mm. They love grocery store parking lots for no apparent reason. Um, oh. But yeah, so I was looking at my bedroom while well, I have this little art grid thing and I had clipped my birds aren't real like postcard on there and I'm like, I am so not an adult. I'd be trying to like design like an adult, Girl. but then I have I birds aren't real on there. <laughs> it's the other random shit.
0: I tried okay. to I tried to make my when I moved into the house I was like okay my bedroom is going to be an adult bedroom now, mm-hmm. and then the other day I found some Mardi Gras beads and started putting them up everywhere.
2: <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, I'm gonna. I grow used up. to have I'm like a up. Dak Prescott poster. I don't know what I did with it. I hope I threw it away because I'm like I'm not putting Dak Prescott on my wall as an adult woman. If you find it,
0: if you find it, it's going up on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> um, All
2: right. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. Um, I, I do, I'm proud to say that I have a fancy face now when it comes to washing my face. Yay. Like <laughs> my fancy skincare is, I'm going to let you, <laughs> I'm,
0: I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait like maybe um, a month before I ask you how you like it. Cause it takes some time. So I'm going to wait, but <laughs> face looks good. Um, so I, good I'm going to blow <laughs> your mind with the sunscreen. <laughs> Guys, we're not putting enough on. Okay. The Fenty sunscreen enough. None of it. We're not putting enough of any of it on. Me included. Like, I just learned this. You need to put two finger lengths of sunscreen on your face. Two finger lengths.
2: That's um, greasy as fuck. Like, I can't do I am that. Telling you, I am
0: telling you how to be protected. But when I do that, I also I did it this morning, mm-hmm. and I also put a little primer on top, and that took care of the grease, because you Fine. know that Black Girl sunscreen is shiny.
2: Yeah, like it's yeah, shiny. like no signs, like, No sunscreen is very light on your skin; it's just not. Mm-mm. So I'm just like two whole fingers, <laughs> two <laughs> whole. Can fingers? I do like
0: no a pinky? No, two pink. No, no. <laughs> your index and your middle finger. Uh,
2: okay,
0: we'll see. <laughs> I got that from um, uh, Makeup for Women of Color on Twitter. She's one of my favorite skincare Twitter follows and she has been fussing at all of us for not putting enough sunscreen on. So now I have to pass
2: it and on I to I have you to all. find a matte primer.
0: Listen, the best primer is the Sephora brand primer.
2: Huh, I didn't know that. Maybe mm-hmm.
0: I'll check them out. Check it out. It is good. They have uh I, I buy the mattifying one. They have two. Mm-hmm. But I buy the mattifying one and it is amazing and I love it.
2: Okay. Well <laughs> Chris is just, you know, killing our dreams. Her it's delivery. okay. I love y'all. Um, I want
0: y'all to be safe.
2: Okay. As far as being safe, um call your people is we mm-hmm. like, definitely like in this time, um, we just need that human connection, especially if we're not actually going out and being with them. Mm-hmm. And not even call them. Sometimes just text, text your like outer circle people, mm-hmm. and just be like, "Hey, how are you doing?" Because mm-hmm. "how are you doing" is such a loaded question sometimes, mm-hmm. and it just it helps to know that people care.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. We Hiya. love y'all. Bye. Love
2: y'all. <laughs> <laughs> In this house, there's some hoes in this house. There's some hoes in this house. I said yeah. certified free. Seven days a week. There's wet ass pussy. Make that pullout game, game. weak.